In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the process of mental warm-up in sport. I'm going to be talking about what it is and why we need it. Now in sport, it's really important that we deliver our skill from the reference system in our mind, from the place where the processing is automatic, fast and accurate. Now what happens often in sport is we are distracted, we are not focused on delivering our skill and not focused on delivering our performance because of distractions and frustrations and excitability and so on. So we often see people starting slowly in sport and or people getting distracted and hijacked during the delivery of their performance. Now, what a mental warm-up process does is it primes the mind ready to deliver the processes. So it connects us with the part of our brain that is perfect for delivering our processes fast and accurately when we're playing sport. Now, the mental warm-up process is a five-step process. First of all, let's talk about when we might do this. Now, for some people, they might go through their mental warm-up process, this five-step process, uh, 10 minutes before they perform. For other people, this might be a few hours before they perform or even a day before they perform, and they may need to repeat it. It's up to you to figure out how the mental warm-up process works best for you through trial and error. It's really important that you do have a mental warm-up process because without it, you're asking your brain to start cold. With it, you're effectively priming your brain ready to go from the moment you start your sports performance. So here are the five steps. The first step is to deliberately select which part of your mind you want to deliver your sports performance. Now, that may seem like a really obvious question, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't think about this. Now, there are three parts to your mind, as you may remember in the foundation uh, podcast. The first part of the mind is the logical thinking part of the mind, which is very accurate and can solve problems, but is also very slow. Now, we don't really want to be using this part of the mind for playing dynamic sport. The second part of the mind is the emotional thinking part of the mind, and we don't want to be using this part of the mind when we're playing sport either because this part of the mind is erratic in its problem solving. It doesn't follow any processes apart from a fight-flight-freeze process and a seeking-reward process. So this part of the mind is not tuned to playing sport, so we want to keep it out of the way. So the part of the mind that we want to access is the reference system, the computer, the library, the part of the mind where you've learned to play the sport, where you've learned all your skills and where you're from, from which your skills can be delivered accurately. So the first step in mental warm-up is to select this part of the mind and to consciously make a decision to play with a part of the mind that is automatic, that will deliver, deliver your skills quickly and accurately. Uh, and selecting, as I say, the computer, the library, the reference system in your mind. So we're also, by doing that, deliberately not selecting the slower logical part of the mind and deliberately not selecting the emotional thinking part of the mind. The second step is to check in with ourselves to see are there any interfering thoughts that may get in the way of us accessing the automatic reference system, computer, uh, library part of our mind. 
So are there any interfering thoughts? And these interfering thoughts are typically emotional thoughts. So are we in any kind of situation where there's emotional thinking going on? Maybe there's distractions around uh, things that are going on outside of sport. Maybe there's distractions around thinking about the sport itself and thinking about the consequences of winning and losing. Uh, maybe there was, there's distractions around thinking about selection or distractions around thinking about your own performance and the consequences of performing well or not well. Now, these are all distracting emotional thoughts. And if you're having some distracting emotional thoughts, we want to check in and realize that that's happening. And then we want to process them. Now, if you're having emotional thoughts, and if you're not, you can move past this step. But if you are, how do you process them? Well, there are a number of ways. So the first way will be to talk about them. So to talk with a trusted friend about how you're feeling. Now, the idea of talking about our emotional thoughts uh, allows us to speak about how we're feeling. So our emotional thinking brain speaks. And at the same time, we can listen to how we're feeling. So our logical thinking brain listens. And in this process, that's the sort of neuroscientific point that's happening, that the emotional thinking brain speaks, the logical thinking brain listens. And in this process, what often happens is we can be the architect of our own solutions. So you may have had this experience in the past where you've been talking about a problem that you've got. And halfway through talking about it, you say something like, oh, I can see what I need to do now. Or this all sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Because your logical thinking mind has been listening to your emotional thinking mind talking and can start to sift out the nonsense from the facts and the, and, and the uh, parts that make sense. So talking it out can really help. Now, we might not always be able to talk it out. We might not be able to phone a friend or find a, a colleague to speak to. So another method is writing it down. So if we can write down our, our thoughts, uh, what's on our mind, our feelings. Uh, and then the key part here is if we write them down, write down our feelings, we give it some time before we read them back. Now, the, again, we're trying to create the idea of the emotional thinking brain writes uh, and the logical thinking brain reads, but we need to give it some time so that the logical thinking brain has a chance to read the what's been written um, as if it hasn't seen it before. So give it an hour or two. So that wouldn't work, of course, if you're doing your mental warm up 10 minutes before performance. So anyway, processing our, our what's on our mind. Th those are two steps, uh, two possibilities, either talking to someone or writing them down. If we can't do either of those, what we might have to do is to box the feelings. And by boxing the feelings, I mean imagining putting your feelings into a box and making yourself a deal that you will return to these feelings at the end of your performance. So after your performance, you will come back to your feelings and you will process them then either through talking or writing. Um, and uh, if we do that, we have a possibility of actually boxing our feelings up so that they don't interfere with our performance. Now that's a real skill and it's a skill that takes practice and it's not easy to do, but it's something you could consider doing. So that's step two, uh, processing uh, your emotions if they're there, uh, any interfering emotions that is. Step three, um, clarity of your role. So do you understand the plan? Do you understand your role in the plan? Do you understand what your processes are and what you're expected to do? If not, ask the coach, go back to the game plan, ask colleagues, gain clarity on what your role is. Now, it's really important that you have this clarity of role. 
because what we want your mind to do is to deliver its performance against clarity of role. So checking in with yourself, asking questions of yourself to understand whether you have clarity of role is really important and that's step three. Step four, bring in positive thoughts and also logical thoughts to help to stabilize your mind uh, to help you focus on performance. Now, positive thoughts might be thinking about past performances. You may even just choose to watch videos of past performances. You may have a little compilation of videos that you, you might like to watch to focus your mind on how you can perform. Some athletes will use music to provide a positive feeling. So they will listen to music that, that creates positive feelings within them. Other athletes like to talk to their colleagues and that creates positive feelings and thoughts within them. Uh, we, we can use uh, visualization to visualize our performance and connect with our five senses uh, to visualize our performance. And we'll do a podcast on visualization at some point. But uh, visualization, uh, putting yourself in that position of imagining yourself playing your sport through your own eyes, imagining connecting with your five senses and what you're going to feel, what it's going to look like, what it's going to smell like, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to taste like even, connecting with those senses and imagining you performing your skills can start to connect the brain with the muscles to get you ready for your performance. So those kinds of thoughts, positive thoughts, visualizations, logical thoughts, bringing in perspective, bringing in uh, some sense of doing your best and focusing on your intent and your effort uh, can be really important in priming your brain for your performance. Step five, your trigger. So how do you trigger yourself into performance? Well, this is something for you to personally individualize. So when we are playing our sport, we need to think about how we trigger our performance and crucially how we re-trigger our performance should we become hijacked. So I'll give you some examples. Uh, I worked with a golfer once who I think he, he stole this from, a, from a profession, another professional golfer. He had a red dot on his glove and he would always focus on that uh, before he hit a shot to tune himself into the mindset of just focusing on his swing. Now this worked really well for him uh, and uh, it's something that he focused on every, in every uh, routine, every swing routine that he, he hit, whether it was driving, putting, chipping and so on. So that was his. Uh, another trigger, Joss Butler, uh, England cricketer, he had written on his bat uh, the word F it. You can fill in what the F is, F it. And that was to give him some perspective and remind him that he was out there to have fun and play his shots. That was his trigger and his re-trigger. If he ever lost perspective, if he ever found himself hijacked, he would look at this uh, inscription on his bat to remind himself that he was there to play his shots and have fun. Richie McCaw, the uh, New Zealand rugby union captain, he would have a recentering process where if he felt hijacked, if he felt like he needed to refocus on 
getting his mind in the game. He would stand on the rugby field and just look to each of the four corners of the stadium in turn as a recentering exercise. So this is a triggering exercise. This is an exercise to trigger ourselves into our performance or to re-trigger our performance if we feel like we have lost focus. So I want you to think about, well, what would be your triggering exercise? What would be your re-triggering exercise when you're actually out there and you need to refocus on your performance? So those are the five steps for mental warm-up. Now, as I said at the start, the reason to do them is to prime your mind ready for your performance. And also, as, you, as we spoke about in step five, to re-engage your mind if you lose focus. So those five steps once more in a summary. Step one, choose which part of your brain you want to use for your performance and that's going to be the reference system or we might call it the computer or the library. Uh, the, the processes that uh, are stored there are the ones that will deliver your performance fast and accurately. Step two, just check in with yourself to see if there are any interfering emotional thoughts and if there are, process them as described earlier in the podcast. Step three, focus on the clarity of your role. Tune into that. Make sure that you have clarity. And if you don't have clarity, ask or find out. Step four, introduce positive thoughts and perspective and use visualization to give your mind a focus on delivering an excellent performance. And step five is to focus on a trigger and a re-trigger for if you lose focus during your performance. Play around with that, see how you get on and practice it. And as with any mental skill, the more you practice it, the better you will get.